Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks of all ages, FreakNet Studio probably brings to you, it is the greatest tag team in podcast history, the original freak travesty, Mr. 33% Dizzle J, this is Just Freaking Wrestling! Alright guys, I am Travis T and welcome to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW podcast, the most listened to wrestling podcast in the Midwest. And it's the same podcast that is brought to you every week by Audible.com. If you are just like me and you love to hear a story but you just don't want to read it yourself, Audible is the best place for you. Just go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today and get a 30 day free trial of Audible. That's right, for the first 30 days. You get for absolutely free. Plus, they give you a little token there that you could use to uh, download your first book. Absolutely free. And all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com backslash shrieknut today and uh, try out Audible. It's on us. Guys, I'm here solo, which I get it. You know, some of you prefer to have Dizzle J here over me. And you know what? Sucks for you. It's just me. But hey, don't worry. I got an awesome show for you tonight. Uh, it's so awesome that the SCW fans may like me a little bit more. We'll find out because I am sitting down with Jay Harris, JPH, the former half of Rulers of Wrestling, the current Indiana State champ. I'm excited to do it. Uh, I know Dizzle Jay is going to fucking shit himself when he hears about this and he was too busy doing whatever he's doing to not be here. But it's totally okay because, guys, this interview is amazing it's we're gonna we're gonna sit down with jay harris we're gonna talk about his career in wrestling and at only 23 years old he has achieved so much already in the midwest independent scene so guys i'm not gonna take any, any, any more of your time up we're gonna go ahead and dive into that here shortly i just want to remind all you guys to make sure you uh follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at jfw podcast and let your friends know who are wrestling fans who haven't found the show yet that they can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean just by searching JFW Podcast. And if you haven't got your merchandise yet, make sure you go to tpublic.com, search JFW, and get all your merch today. All right, guys, let's go ahead. Let's dive into our interview, my interview, with JPH. All right, all you SCW fans out there, uh, this is going to be a treat and a privilege just for you guys. Uh, I'm sitting down with probably one of the the greatest wrestlers in Southland Championship Wrestling, arguably the next top guy uh, in the company, and that is JPH, or formerly known as Jay Harris. So, sir, actually, thank you for sitting down with me, first of all. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much for saying that I'll be one of those guys that's just going to be one of the top guys. I mean, I I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'm very flattered that you actually told me that I'm going to be one of the next top guys. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. It's like it, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that you currently aren't. I don't. I don't want that to be taken that way. Uh, because uh, you you do seem uh, obviously fairly new in the company, and maybe mm-hmm. that's just from my perspective because I am also you know fairly new to uh, Southland Championship Wrestling and being around it. And that's kind of like what I wanted to do here today uh, to sit down with you and really talk about you know your career, your start in wrestling, and everything. 
uh, from your very beginning all the way up to being the current Indiana State champion of ARW Pro. So uh, let's let, we'll just start at the very beginning. We'll just go, go back at the very We're, at the very beginning of the, the genesis, eh? Very yeah, the, the genesis. What like, <laughs> like where where does the story start for JPH? How did how did wrestling um how did it start with you? Well, I, I will say this: it really started back in uh, October of 2014, actually, because people people say that. I've only had like, you know, just a couple years in the wrestling business and all that, yeah. you know, but it's, it's been like almost a few years. Okay. Um, I started off in October, 2014 and, um, it's, it's actually a really, uh, really, it's not really funny story, but it's somewhat of a long story. Um, how I got into wrestling, my dad actually, um, God rest his soul. Um, he actually was at actually heading off to work, actually, and he saw this one guy with, like, a cast on his leg. I think it was either, like, the right or the left. I'm not too sure. And he just stopped by and asked him, like, hey, man, how, how, how'd you, you know, get that cast on you? And he said, hey, it was from uh, wrestling. And he was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, for real. It was like, and they were talk, chopping it up and whatnot and wanted to talk about um, wrestling and stuff like that. And, he said that my son wanted to be a wrestler and he said all right well then take him to uh dalton illinois that's where uh he'll be introduced to uh, a guy named shy town t okay. um and so like during the end of october um we went to dalton and i was really and, and the thing was i was really expecting like top tier like a top tier wrestling ring yeah. with like like a like an entrance and whatnot but no what what we what i actually turned out to be was like a dingy dusty warehouse uh the ring looked completely and utterly dusty itself but i took one glance at it and i was like you know what i think this will be a good good opportunity yeah. because hey you know they, they, they started that promotion uh, called Project Revolution Wrestling, okay. and I wanted to be a part of it, you know, because it's really my passion to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So I grin and bared the whole dusty situation, and uh, I just went off from there, and the rest of that is history. But we're going to talk about that, are we? Oh, God. We're, we're, we're talking about everything. As much as you want to discuss with me, I am here. Um, because it's, like, Hearing these stories, it's amazing. Like, I've only had, like, just a glimpse of what that was like, like, way back in the day. Uh, but to hear other people's stories, that's what I love. So, um, talk, talk a little bit about how the training went with that. I mean, obviously, every wrestling company, different trainers, different programs, stuff like that. Uh, like, what, what was, like, you know, like, the hardest part about starting with wrestling? Because, obviously, for me, it's basically, you know, squatting, learning the bumps and everything. Right. Like, you know, being able to, you know, take those hits and everything was obviously harder for me. But what was the hardest part you think you had to overcome in wrestling or the hardest thing you had to go through? Well, I'll, okay, well, I'll start with the easy part. Yeah. The easy part was the bumps, mm -hmm. um, the strikes. People said that I, you know, when I started off, people said that I uh, actually did, like, the same striking as Triple H did. Of course, you know, boom. And people said that, of course, you punch fantastic yeah. and it's great and of course i take the bumps uh take the bumps well did the suplex and stuff like that but the hardest part about it was actually working yeah. um everyone told me that you have a lot of potential the only thing that you really need is to improve on your working mobility 
and stuff like that. And so, I mean, it took it took me a while. You know, I was one of those. When I started off, I I wanted to be like one of those spot fest guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That wanted to like do like uh what are, what are those called? Like those springboards to a crossbody yeah. or like to four fifties and stuff like that. But then I had to think realistically on that and say like, look, I'm too heavy to be doing all that. <laughs> so of course I'm just gonna keep my stuff as grounded as I possibly can. Of course, get the young me, the whole jumpy me and stuff like that. Just get it out of the way now. And then of course, when you actually get to a level where you need to be working wise, of course you'll get to it, uh, no problem. Yeah. Now when do you recall your first match and everything? Like when your first match was, when was it and everything? Because you said you started about two thousand fourteen. Was that Training 2014 or your in debut 2014? Or? Um, I actually debuted actually that next month. I think it was actually a couple weeks when I actually got really? started. Oh, wow. And I actually, my very first match was against a, a guy named the Iron Wolf, Chris Cable. And I was trying my best. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, <laughs> and, and I wanted to, I, and, and, you know, of course the, the, the jumpy me said, you know what, let's just try and like beat him as quick, quickly as I possibly can. But of course, I got cocky. I got carried away. And of course, Chris Cable got me with a cutter. One, two, three. And it all just took place during the duration of just two minutes. Just two minutes. And that's all he really, that's all it took for him to just beat me that then and there. So do you feel like maybe like that was a match that was too soon, or like did you under you know did you underestimate the opponent or something like that? Because I mean like I mean you we see you now, and you're able to have these like 15, 20, ma- 20 minute matches and everything flawlessly, but like you're talking about you know losing your first match in two minutes like I mean like like was that like kind of a wake up call like you realize like where the mistake was on that or I realized the mistake was when I'll say like this. My mistake, if I can be perfectly honest with yeah, you, absolutely. was just my ego. Okay. I'll give it that. It was my ego. I was starting off, I wanted so badly to just be looked at mm-hmm. as this type of individual that can just win in his very first match. But of course, it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way. And of course, here we are. Almost four years later, doing these 20-some-minute matches, finally getting the gist of it. And, of course, doing it in a methodical type of way because I can be doing flips. I can be doing springboards. I can be doing, like, all the stuff that you see, like, really in Mexico or some other indies, like, in the States. Like, you know, stuff like in freelance. I can do all that stuff. Either I can do all that stuff and just mimic everybody or I could just start from scratch, be myself, come up with my own original uh, stuff, and then carry on from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, because like you know, like watching you and uh, me and uh, Jay, we uh, we start going to South End Championship Wrestling. Uh, He's the SCW guy, isn't he? I mean, uh, uh, is he is he the S- uh, okay? Hold on, hold on. Are you are are you the are you the SCW guy? Or are you the ARW guy? I, I'm the guy that needs SCW to step up if they want to compete with ARW. So if you want to call me an ARW guy, I guess we could do that. Mm. But um, 
No, I mean, I, I'm the one that quote unquote drinks the ARW Kool Aid, as uh, a lot of people want to. Be careful, has cyanide in it. <sighs> what? I mean, God, yes. But yeah, okay. So yeah, Jay's the SCW guy. I am the. I you call me an ARW supporter. I, I I'll I'll take that as a title. Okay. Um, but uh, when it comes to SCW and everything, we started coming around 2017, and right. at that time. Uh, you were part of a tag team known as Rulers of Wrestling, ROW, with RK Savage. Right. So, let's talk a little bit about that tag team. I mean, obviously, right now, that is no longer. Mm-hmm. And there was a huge history of that we're going to dive into. It's unfortunate, I yeah. know. But tell me about the beginning of the uh, tag team. Like, where did you meet Savage? Uh, was that before SCW? Uh, how far into your career did you develop a tag team? And how much different was it to be in a tag team compared to being a singles competitor at the time? Of course, I met um, RK Savage right before SCW. This was also again in 2014. Uh, He started actually in May of 2014, and I started in October of 2014. And of course, he was in, by the time I came in, he was in this faction known as um, A. Lee. And and abbreviated, it's like, um, I forgot what it was. Per se, on how was on how said the long term, but of course the short term was A Lee with uh, Kendall Fire, uh, Fred Fire, um, Moss the Boss, all those guys. So he was in the faction with them, and of course I came in with that losing effort on my debut match. And of course uh, there was a guy that came in like probably a few a couple months after me. Uh, his name is um, we call him Donnie, of course. Um, and we were in this tag team called The Solution. Okay. Um, and then in Project Revolution Wrestling, us, The Solution, and A. Lee, we just had just tremendous matches all over the place, you know, having, like, these great matches. Of course, you know, Chi-Town T was with us uh, within these matches and whatnot, and then... A couple months later, well, I wouldn't say a couple months later, but several months later, all the people in uh, A-Lee broke off. They went to do their own thing. Uh, Kendall Fire went to New York to uh, not only pursue, not only to further progress his professional wrestling, but to also uh, pursue uh, acting as well. So, of course, Kendall Fire wanted to do that. Uh, So, and of course, um, Donnie, he went uh, for Atlanta to go with uh, Mr. Hughes and all of them. And so it was just me and RK Savage. And of course, we didn't like each other. We didn't like each other at all. Even at the beginning. Even even in the beginning. So of course, when I came in, I'm pretty sure he was like, who in the world is this guy? Just upstaging me and just thinking that he's better than me. And of course, I thought the same of him as well. But of course, Chi-Town T... And 2015 told us, you know what? I'm going to put you guys in a tag team. You guys don't have to like each other. But I do see the potential that both of you guys have. At first, we didn't like it. Because it was like, "Eh, I don't know. I wanted to do my own thing. RK Savage, he wanted to do his own thing as well. But at that point, we just said, you know what? Let's just grin and bear it. And let's see where it goes. And believe it or not, we became two-time PRW Tag Team Champions, one of the longest-reigning uh, PRW Tag Team Champions in the history of Project Revolution Wrestling. And we just dominated from from the Absolution of Darkness with Ryan Shadows and Mike Valentine to other guys like uh, 
like uh, John Francis and his other tag team partner. I, I, I forgot what they called themselves. But of course, we just dominated completely and utterly. And then around the beginning portions of 2017, Chi-Town T told us, hey, I think it might be a really good idea if I sent you to Hunter Payne and have a wrestling match over there here in uh, Southland Championship Wrestling. Of course, us being these young up-and-comers and stuff like that. And all and already at this point, the camaraderie that me and RK Savage had had at that point was just tremendous. So we was like, of course, we'll go to Southland Championship Wrestling. Who we got? Of course, it was the Asylum. Uh, <laughs> it was... Ron the Lumberjack, the Lunatic. Of course, they had uh, another person with them as their manager, the Asylum. And it was a long, hard battle, of course. But unfortunately, we didn't get the win. Um, actually, you can actually see that match on uh, Steve Kenton's uh, YouTube channel, actually. And it has probably around, like, 500 views. Really? Yeah, really. It has 500 views. And we just kept going. And... Not only did we try to go like places like, of course, here, but of course, we went to Chicago Style Wrestling. We went to Global Pro Wrestling. We tried to uh, take our talents to Wisconsin with uh, Legacy Pro Wrestling. And then, of course, we tried to go like an Indiana uh, scene with um, P- uh, Pro Wrestling King, uh, EHF. Um, and we tried to uh, implement our talents there. I think the farthest we ever went to was in uh, Ohio for... Um, for MAW, and when we took on uh, the Puerto Rican Wrecking Crew, actually, with a losing effort, but it was for the uh, vacant uh, MAW tag team titles, which, of course, they won. And uh, kudos to them. So you said now, uh, Rulers of Wrestling, this was a tag team that was running for about three years? About yes. Three, four years. Um, how, I guess, like, the biggest question I want to know is, like, how, how was it different between being an independent singles wrestler to being a tag team? Was that transition... More difficult because you and Savage really didn't click at the beginning, or did it kind of just gradually flow into like the norm for you? Like how first off, how was how was that transition from single competitor to tag team? From single competitor to tag team, like when me and Donnie split from the solution and whatnot, I was doing you know a couple of uh, singles matches here and there, all in a losing effort. Um, RK Savage, the exact same thing because he was trying to go for the high velocity title. In uh, Project Revolution Wrestling, and me, I guess I was just coasting. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it was just one of those things where you just had to tell yourself, you know what? Maybe this whole tag team stuff for right now might be not only good for me, but also good for RK Savage as well. Good for the both of us. It took some time to get used to... Uh, his style of wrestling with my style of wrestling, but of course we meshed eventually. Yeah. Um, and as far as the three year span that we had, it just felt like, and, and especially during the latter portions of it, we just clicked. We didn't even have to really talk about what we were going to do to the other opponents. We just did them, yeah. you know, just like that effortlessly. And it was just like, we are, and I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to brag and boast about us, but of course, I I would say that we were one of the best tag teams all in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you were running so well. I mean, like I can't remember an SW show 
that I didn't go to that you guys weren't on the match card. Right. They put you up against some tough competitors. Uh, the Asylum, the family, Lee Payne and all that. How, how was wrestling Lee Payne and kind of, kind of jump forward just for a split second, like, like your thoughts on them coming back, you know, winning the uh, SCW Tag Team Champions again. Something, unfortunately, that didn't seem like the rules of wrestling ever did. Well, a couple months into our SCW uh, stint, there was a tag tournament. Um, our first round match was against uh, the American Luchas at that time, and we beat them. And then that next... I was there for that match. I, I believe they, they broke up after that. I, I believe I so. I think you beat them so bad that they kind of just, you know, I can't tag with this guy no more. Hey, man, we we didn't we didn't take no we else at that point. You know, if I remember correctly, too, you had a different hairstyle back then, too. I had locks, yes. You, yeah, you shaved that. I got, I, I, man, I, I, I got shocked when I saw that. I'm like, what the hell is this head, man? It's like everything went gone. Like, yeah. A second. But I have to interrupt you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? The locks, I, I just had to get rid of them. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, the second match was, of course, against Lee, Elite Payne. Uh, Hunter Payne did not have his original partner with him at the time, but he had this replacement uh, tag partner called the Polish Crippler. Okay. And, of course, it didn't, I guess it didn't matter to really to both of us that, you know what, as far as him just being tall, big, just like Hunter Payne, we're going to try and get this win as best as we possibly can. But we didn't. But of course, beforehand, I wanted to at least, at least, just for that small smidget, get some type of uh, pushback. So of course, I gave Polish Crippler um, one of those thingamajiggers. I forgot what they were called. And then I broke his ribs. I broke his ribs on a senton. And I felt happy about it. I felt happy about it. R.K. Savage felt happy about it. Of course, Hunter Payne didn't feel happy about it, but who cares what Hunter Payne had to say about it because we wanted to get that W. That's, and that's what's important when it comes to wrestling is it's coming on top and it's winning. I mean, sometimes there's casualties and sometimes, you know, people get hurt. You know? But you got to do what's best for you as far as not only for yourself but for your tag team. And it's, it's amazing when you talk about, you know, you know, and nothing against you, but a guy your size to do a senton. But it's like you said, like, you don't, you don't need to be a high flyer you or a ground ponder because you have the ability to do both. Yeah. You have the ability to do so much, but you don't have to, you know, show that every time. I don't have to. Right? And when you pull it out, I mean, it's the most amazing thing in the world. It's like, like holy shit, you know, Jay Harris and JP. When, when I pull when I pull out yeah. any anything that I've, I that I haven't done in a minute or the fans haven't seen in a minute, it just it just blows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's one of the things in order to get that dub. Yeah. And uh, so to dive uh, dive back in, so unfortunately, um, at the end of the tournament, uh, Elite Payne ended up winning the tag team titles. Unfortunately, but hey. So to talk about uh, rules of wrestling, uh, when it came to the end, where it ended, what like what what caused the ending to rules of wrestling? Like what what was it that you know just made like Savage snap? Was it the fact that you guys haven't lost, lost uh, won the titles in SCW? Was there something else going on with them? Like because that was a big shock to everybody. I will say this. Maybe RK Savage thought that in his mind at the time that he was just the overall better ruler of wrestling in that fold. Maybe I was just like this Marty Janetti type of individual that just, you know, just 
goes on, gets beat up all the time, and then he comes in like he's Shawn freaking Michaels out of the, out of nowhere and just wants to do spectacular things. And I've constantly told him, like, look, we don't have to do spectacular things in order to get a win. We don't have to do that. But, of course, RK Savage didn't see it that way. Case in point, he had a match, a singles match, with Maverick Cage. And he was trying his best to pull out all these stops and actually moves that I have never seen him do. You know what I'm saying? And we practiced together. We trained together. And there was stuff in that match I didn't know he could do. But unfortunately, he lost. And it's just like I told him, and I especially told him in the back right after that. It's like, look, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do none of that stuff in order to try and get that win. But look, it's over with, and look, let's just focus on the matter at hand of getting those SCW tag titles off of Black Irish. So, of course, it comes around. It comes to it. And this will be the second time we face Black Irish. And, of course, we tried. But, of course, I think I believe what had happened was a mishap. A mishap that it occurred that I tried to just let go, but for some reason, Savage just just snapped. And he hit that hammerlock DDT on me. And in the end, I just so I just told myself, why? Why would he just say screw it? And let and, and just let me and just let me basically get fed by these by the wolves known as <laughs> Known as Marche Rocket and uh, Sean Mulligan, yeah. and and it it just it just it sucked. I was flabbergasted. I was lost of words. I was crying, and I just couldn't believe a guy who I known from the from the very start would actually do this. But you know what? Looking back on it, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he did that he did what he did. I mean, of course, if it was if if he actually did the exact same thing with A. Lee, I'm pretty sure he would do it at a moment's notice. Yeah. Because their motto is, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And I guess to him, when it came to A. Lee, didn't make dollars, didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I guess he saw when it came to the rules of wrestling. I wouldn't say that it wouldn't make sense, but it would make sense to branch off on his own. Now, obviously, there was a negative that came out of the breakup, and that was, you know, the end of rules of wrestling. But in a positive side, it, it gave uh, fans like me and SCW um, a series of probably the best matches we've seen in the company in a long time, where you guys, like, I think you guys had, like, a series of three matches that culminated in a street fight, you know. Um, I can't remember how long ago it was. Uh, but that street fight was probably one of the most intense matches and almost probably the most personal match that I've seen in independent wrestling in years. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me how it felt to like. Tell me about the first match you went into having to face your former tag team partner. Like how difficult was to do something like that? The first time, the first time I actually wrestled him at that show back in February. It was back in February, of course. Okay. Um, I knew what he was gonna do. He knew what I was gonna do, and it was like I told myself, "You want to know something." I'm going to try and take this thing as slow as I possibly can. And I know he's going to probably take this as slow as he possibly can. So, of course, 
We're going to try to just mellow this thing out and see where this thing goes. And of course, there was stuff in that match I didn't know I was going to be doing. But of course, he's that type of guy. He wants to be that type of guy to do things nobody has ever seen. And it didn't matter if it made sense or it didn't. He just wanted his best to just do those things. And you know what I told myself? If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it too. And I, 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 and you, and you want to know something? That, it was one of the first times that I actually saw Jay Renee actually in that match with him. Because, of course, him, you know, her being his, uh, his girlfriend and all that, I didn't know that she was going to basically interfere in that match. And it, so, and it's, and, and our confrontation is an A and B conflict. Yeah. I don't know why she was there in the first place, but she's there. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I unfortunately lose that match all because of Jay Renee. But of course, the president at the time, I think it was what, the Sentinel? I believe that's when he kind of took over, yes. Yeah, the Sentinel. He said, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do it this way. We're not going to have outside interference all because of Jay Renee. No, we're going to have a one-on-one uh, base match. And I told him to set it up. And that's exactly what he did. So the next month, the second time that we actually wrestled, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to fight him. I'm just going to fight him. Because why do all this all this wrestling moves that we know that both of us can pull off, not only on each other, but to others? So you say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to fight him. And that's exactly what we did. And when I actually speared him uh, towards the outside of the ring, I felt the joy to finally just, you know what, say, good. Because that's exactly what you deserve is a spear on the outside. But granted, it was a double count out. But I guess he wanted so bad to just get me back at that point. He gave me that pile driver on the apron. And yeah, I started started having like a little bit of a light head. Because, of course, you know, my father and my mother always tell me that I always have a hard head. So, of course, you know, a hard head makes a soft ass. (laughs) But... When he did that, it just, it, it just, it made me a little bit stiff. Yeah. I couldn't move, really. It had to take all of, really, four wrestlers to just try and help me up and carry me out. Yeah. And it, it, it sucked. Because when I finally came to, I'm just like, what happened? And then they told me what happened. And then I just got even more pissed. And Hunter told me, look, you just took... A pile driver right on the apron. The worst thing you can do right now is to spaz out. Because, of course, you spaz out and you get hit in the head. Of course, you're probably going to get some type of brain damage and you don't want that. And I told myself, you know what? Fine. One of the first times I have finally taken advice from wrestling was from Hunter. You know? And he told me, look, right now... Just get some rest. Get some rest. Hell, even take Monday off. You know what I'm saying? Come back Wednesday, refresh, reform, everything else, and we just train. 
We train, we train, we train. But of course, RK Savage, for some reason, just kept on running his mouth on how he just did those things and he was just gloating about it on social media, telling me that I ain't this, I ain't that, I ain't, could I, could I swear? Oh, wait, fuck yeah. That I ain't shit. And it, it, I had, I, I, and of course, inside, I just had that rage, that rage that I had. But of course, I didn't want to show it. And when the Sentinel made the match, an I quit match, I just told myself, there it goes. I can now finally, without a shadow of a doubt, under no disqualification, can finally take my anger, my frustration, my hostility at that time towards him. And I can finally end this once and for all. Yeah, and uh, I remember me and Jay, we were there for that match and everything, and uh, uh, I believe your mom was there watching the match. Of course. And uh, not to step over boundaries and bring something up, but I do recall there was a moment where Savage was talking directly to your mother, mentioning something about your father. Um, Was that that moment that we saw that snap that you kind of just overcame in that match? Yeah, because, of course... Because you were handcuffed to the post at that I was handcuffed to the post, yes. But no one talks about my father. No one. Under any circumstances. And, you know, and he knows, and he knew my father. He knew how he, how he was. But, of course, he just had to have that little nudge, that little nudge in order to say that, in order to just say, you know what, that's it. That's it. And I didn't know I had, I had that strength. To actually break those handcuffs because those were real handcuffs. Yeah. Those were actual real handcuffs that I didn't know was going to be cuffed on me because I was trying my best to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I could I could I could take chair shots. I can take, you know, muffs to the head. I can take all that, but as soon as you say one thing about my father in a negative light, that's it. Yeah. That was it. And when I finally got RK Savage to say I quit, I it it just felt like I had like this weight lifted off of my shoulders, and I can just finally breathe and just say, you know what? Finally, finally, at 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 that moment's notice, I can just tell myself, it's over. It's over. And I can finally put that past me. And you know, you know, even even with those matches that me and RK Savage had, I still want to say that he is still, to this day, like a brother of mine. I never had a brother. I had an, I had an older half-sister, but you know. I, I never really had that 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 individual that can push me to those levels as RK Savage did. Yeah. And he did. And not only did it make me a better wrestler, but it made me a better person. Yeah, and, and we saw, like, obviously at the end of the match when you uh, got the victory and everything. I mean, you, you guys kind of, from our from from my from my view, it looks like you kind of reconciled your differences. Now we haven't seen RK Savage since, but is everything? You know, how is everything between you guys? Like, are you kind of talking or just kind of like a, hey, listen, I respect you, but I don't need you in my life? Like, where's that relationship at now? 
you know, when we hugged in that center of the ring and we just said it was over, in the back, you know, I was just sitting down, just trying to recollect everything and just trying to get and just regain my composure and all that. The last time I saw R.K. Savage, all he really did was he dressed he dressed back up to his normal clothes, him and Jay and Renee included, and they left. Um, I never saw them again after that point. We haven't spoke on the phone. We haven't texted each other. Um... And, and, and I will say, despite despite the whole clash that we had, I hope he's doing well. Um, I hope he is, of course, um, doing the, necess- the necessities that he can in order to get back into wrestling. Um, I saw like this post um, on Southland, and I don't and, and it said it said that something is going to be coming back savage savagely I don't know what that means but of course him being RK Savage I'm starting to think that well hey maybe he's coming back yeah. I don't know cuz it's going to be it's going to be it, maybe if he does it's going to be the first time in in in, a, in these couple months that I've actually seen him because I don't know what he's been doing People have asked me what what you know. Hey, Jordan, what 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 is what has RK been doing? You know, these past couple months ever since he's ever since he left. I've given the exact same answers as I told everybody else. I don't know, but I guess we'll figure that out. Yeah, I mean, and in the meantime, like since since the I Quit match and everything, regardless of what Savage has been doing, you you really took on the role of you know a single competitor, and you just kept moving forward. Yeah. You looked at it as like, you know, tomorrow's a new day and you can move forward. And now you're like not only, you know, you, you stop a feud with one individual, but now you're joining a war, it seems like, yeah. with SCW and ARW. Now, where have your mindset been with this whole cross-brand invasion situation that's been going on? I'll say this. ARW does have extremely talented wrestlers. Yes, they, they do. do. They absolutely do with with Johnny Showtime, Jake O'Neill, um, John Hudson, Max Holiday. Of course, we we honestly I don't know if they're really affiliated with ARW or SCW the family because of course Ivan Manson has uh, their championship as you know and, and and it's the thing about me with the war with this whole war. My take on it is. It is really, in my honest opinion, a great thing for me to have a jump start. In order for me to be this this grandiose wrestler that I always wanted to be, I had to take on someone that's, or a group of people that's completely out of my league. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real funny story, of course, with, with Johnny Showtime. Johnny Showtime is a guy, in my opinion, who is extremely talented. However, I feel like he got caught up in it, caught up in his own hype. 
Because, of course, I'm changing, trying to get my stuff together and all that. And here he comes just five minutes before the show thinking that he's, you know, hot shit. You know what I'm saying? And he sees that he's going to have a match with me. And he thought I was going to be like this easy, easy guy. He thought I was going to be like this really all in all intents and purposes. He thought I was going to be a fuckboy. Really? Just, oh, this guy, whatever. I can just coast by him, no problem. But it wasn't. I showed him that you're not taking on a guy that's just that can just be easily beaten. No, you're taking on one of the up-and-coming wrestlers in Southland today. Absolutely. And, of course, I beat him. And he was flabbergasted, very flabbergasted. You know, he was in the back screaming and hollering, Oh, I can't believe this guy by the name of Jay Harris at the time just beat me. It's like, yeah, I did and I can be everybody, in, in, in my opinion, I think I can be anybody else in ARW. The second match that I had with Jake O'Neill. I mean, of course, you know, he's, you know, one of those guys that comes here and there and whatnot. But hey, he also thought that I was just going to be this easy coast. No, I was not. I mean, granted, I had to work a little harder than the uh, uh, Johnny Showtime match. But, of course, I ended up getting the win. I'm pretty sure people will say under by, under by some uh, uh, controversy. Because, of course, Maverick Cage was there. And, of course, who, who, who's that other guy with the, with the hat, the, with, the, with the, gray, the gray beard and the long hair? I forgot his name, but he was a nuisance in my opinion as well. Off the top of my head, I can't remember who you're talking about, but I know who you're talking about. Of course. Uh, well, but, of course, I managed to get the win. Yeah. Didn't matter how controversial it was. Mm-hmm. It's in the history books. I got the win. Yeah, it's part. A win is a win. And as we say in JFW, that's the important thing, yeah. Yeah. And then when it came down to the Indiana State title. Yeah, that's something I definitely need to know. Uh, because... Grand, you are the Indiana State champion, mm-hmm. and it was a hard-fought match up until the end, but it was a questionable finish when it came to... How questionable? Like Describe like, describe this. I want to I wanna, I wanna listen to this. Like Almost like Montreal, Screwjob, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels kind of thing, man, because it looked like you're, you, know, you had him in the figure four. It looks like he you know, was getting to the ropes, but the bell was caught, and I don't remember or recall him giving up or tapping out. Like, so, I mean, could, could you explain that more? Like, what exactly happened? Was that something you were involved in? Because, I mean, great wrestler of Southland Championship Wrestling, but I've noticed in the last few of your matches, it's kind of been questionable finishes. Questionable? So, 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 what are you, so what are you saying? So, what well, are you saying? I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. And again, okay. Maybe, and you could maybe kind of correct me if I'm looking at things wrong. Um, you won the NASA championship, but it looks like the ref called for the bell, even though there was no tapper or given up uh, happening at that time. Uh, you wrestled, um, I can't remember the, the ARW show, but it was like during like the downtown festival they had where you brought a coconut drink into the ring and knocked your opponent out intentionally getting disqualified. Okay. This last week we saw you take on Cutler where you brought the belt into the ring, you tossed him the belt, you dropped to the ground, and then you got disqualified. Okay. So it looks like a lot of this, regardless, I mean, like you have the wrestling ability, 
But now it's just like you're trying to take the easy way out. All right, hold on. All right, all right. Let, let, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Now let's just let's just go all the way back to the time when I actually won the belt. Okay, okay. listen, brother was in the right place at the right time, and that's all I'm going to say about how I won the belt. Now, when it comes to the second time that I wrestled Dave Allen, look. He snatched the belt out of my hand. I didn't know if he was going to use it or not because, of course, he brought this coconut, this this stupid freaking coconut that that he that he brought off on like some type of like fan or whatever the case may be. He wanted to drink it and whatnot, and he just happened to just put it up. And I didn't know if he was going to use that, so I said, you know what, screw it. If he's going to use a foreign object, then I'm going to use my belt. And of course. I tried to hit him. He ducks. He tries to snatch the belt away from me. My belt that I won, I don't care if it was very controversial or not. I don't care about that. All I know is I won that belt, so that declares my belt is mine. Oh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I admit that victory kind of has an asterisk against it now because it, like, it was a questionable thing. And you kind of went along with it. Man. I mean, even if Brody did something he wasn't supposed to do, and screw Allen out of his title. No, Brody did exactly what he was supposed to do. All he had to do was just make sure if he verbally gave up or not. And it looked like in his face when he was trying to inch up towards the rope, it looked like he was getting ready to give up. So in that moment's notice, Brody called for the bell. Okay. I... I mean, I, I can't argue with it, man, because, I mean, like, you got to believe what you have to believe. It's just from my perspective what I saw and what I think pretty much everyone else and did. And you know what? That's, that, that is your perspective and your perspective alone. And you want to know what I also call perspective on that? I call perspectives opinions. And, hey, that is your opinion to think that. But my fact, my reality is that I won the match. I win the belt. Dave Allen can go cry to his flawless family, whatever the case may be. I it doesn't matter to me. All I know is I won. Gotcha. And you, that's right. You you did you did win. You are the NSA champion now. Um, being that you know, I'm I'm still learning about your history and everything in wrestling. Is the NSA championship your first singles uh, title that you've held? Yeah, is it? It now, is. Now, how does that feel? Like, how does it feel to have a title that you won on your own? It feels pretty good, actually. It feels pretty good. Out, out, out of the years that I've that I've been in this wrestling thing, and people people say that, oh, I'm I'm this I'm this you know this. <laughs> it, it it's it's funny because people people tell me all the time that I at this at this age that I'm in, you know, being 23 and just having all of these good matches and all this stuff. People say that I'm going to be this legend one day and now in, in, in this vet. And I'm just like saying, even, even when five years comes down the road, I'm not even going to declare myself as a vet. However, when it came down to just, to just all the stuff that I see and all the stuff that people tell me, it's very flattering. It is. It's very flattering, you know, but at the end of the day, I really don't care about their opinions because that's their opinions. Yeah. No, and you know, at 23 years old, you do have a long career ahead of you. And being, yes, in the NSA champion 
is a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, uh, as a starting point and everything, uh, we saw this past week uh, Holiday taking the SCW Heavyweight Championship from Maverick Cage. Don't get me started with that Bruiser Brody s guy. Don't just no. Right. I mean, it's kind of cool though, right? I mean, like you fracture his foot and still beat your champion. But I don't want to talk about that part of it. What I do want to talk about is after it, uh, we had uh, Elite Payne, who is the new Southland Championship Tag Team Champions, the same guys that uh, beat you in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we saw them come out and. Um, Offer Maverick Cage a spot into their um, their uh, team, which is pretty cool because everyone needs that younger Boy Scout like to help them cross streets and shit like that. <laughs> but uh, it looks like now we have an opening and a possible uh, contender needed for a holiday. Now, is the SCW Championship something you're looking to maybe achieve now, or is this more of like down the road you want to embrace the fact that you are in the SCW Champion and you want to ride that uh, wave as long as you can? I'll say this. I'll say this. You want to know what would be better than having one title? Two. I'm not sure. Not only do I feel like right now, me being the Indiana State champion at their promotion is a major plus for me, I will say to myself, maybe further down the road, if Max Holiday is still the SCW Heavyweight Champion, I go for it and I beat him. Now, of course, granted, he fractures his leg while doing it. That, to me, in my opinion, is a weak point that I can get to. I gotcha. But you gotta admit, though, it's nice to have an SCW champion who's, like, a, a, a good competitor for other people. You know, I mean, I mean, let's face it, I mean, Maverick Cage, I mean, it was nice for a time being, but, I mean, without, his, without you know, people at his side, he really couldn't hold on to the title. Hey, that's your opinion. That's your opinion on that. And you know what? You're entitled to it. Yeah. You're entitled to that opinion. Do I think that Maverick Cage was a good Southland Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion? Yeah. Was he great? No. I'll say that. I'll tell him. I'll probably tell him to his face about that. Were you a great champion? The answer is no. Were you good? Yeah. Could anybody be? Could could hell? Could Max Holiday be a great champion? Nine times out of ten, I would probably say no too. No, but, but of course, if I become Southland Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion and I'm able to beat it from Max Holiday, not only, in my opinion, would I be declared as one of the best, one of the best on Southland Championship Wrestling, but beating him, I'll probably be one of the best, period. I probably would be one of the best, period. And hell... With both titles on me, hell, I probably look like, you know, an old, an old black Conor McGregor out here strutting around <laughs> with both titles. You know what I'm saying? Probably probably playing hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. just coming in, all the woodwork and all that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether he's the champ or John Hudson could be the champ or Maverick Cage could be a three-time champ or who knows. Maybe Ivan Manson can once again be probably the champ. I don't know, and to be honest with you, I don't care. Yeah. Well, it kind of seems like you're you're open and able to face anyone who steps in your way, regardless if they're SCW or ARW. Of course. So, 
uh, to kind of talk a little bit about it, because it, it's no secret that um, there's been issues between me and fellow SCW wrestler Hunter Payne mm-hmm. all over the last few months because. He, well, you got you guys got like some bad blood going on or something. No, nah, he 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 just doesn't take criticism well, and uh, I think his aggression gets out at because uh, when people get to a certain age and everything, obviously they allow their emotions to get to them a lot. Uh, but if you remember from the, uh, I don't know if you ever read some of the things that we posted on Facebook about um, kind of our conversation or um, his uh, his outrageous uh, interview we did a couple weeks ago where he kind of like, just went a little bit overboard. Uh, he mentioned that uh, SCW will overcome ARW because he has an army. That's true. Do you believe you believe SCW has that army? That's true. Yes, I I I, I can completely believe that. Not only am I a part of that army, I'm not only a Maverick Cage part of that army. You got guys like James Creed, Max Blaylock, um, Sheik the Arabian, the Arabian Sheik, of course. Um, you have the 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 Amazon. I don't. I'm not sure if Moxie Molly really is in that full, but of course, we'll get to it when when that time She's comes. A, I, I I interviewed her, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, out of all the interviews I did last time I was here, she was the most terrifying. And yeah, I interviewed. She probably, her she probably had all, she probably had all that pain chest to probably make you intimidated. But it, it was, it was scary as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you, okay, so you, you do have a feeling that SCW has the ability to overcome ARW because it's like I tried to explain to Hunter before he went on his little tirade. Um, ARW has some pretty big guys, such as Machine BOW. Holiday, who is the current SCW Heavyweight Champion. They have uh, the uh, the tag team champions with Mr. 3% and uh, Excalibur. I mean, mm-hmm. they have competition. Outside of who knows what's going on with the family and everything, it's like, I mean, a lot of SCW are younger talent who's still trying to build themselves in the company. Uh, not unlike yourself. I mean, you're still kind of new to the business compared to the guys who have the 20 years experience. Do you see, it, do you see the youth as a problem? I think the youth could benefit, but without having the experience in the business, I think that can affect you guys. Now, Grant, yes, you do have the 30, 40 years that Hunter brings with them and everything, but, I mean, like, what, like, how can you compete with guys who have such a longevity in the ring compared to guys who have three, four, five years? I'll say this. When it comes to those guys in ARW, yeah, they might got the experience with it, but... I look at it as half of those guys are old. They're just washed up, probably. They probably just don't know that they have it in in it in themselves anymore. And that's one of the reasons why Hunter Payne chose us, the youth. The youth, and not only the youth, but the ability to learn. Those the the ones that Hunter Payne picks up. With me, Max Blaylock, uh, James Creed, all those guys. When it comes to when it comes to hell, put us put us in a let, let's just say let's put us in a position where you have Hunter Payne, me, Blaylock, Creed, and let's say and let's say uh, Maverick Cage, and you put us in like a survivor a Survivor Series style tag match with Hudson, Holiday, um, if you want BLW, um, Excalibur. And let's say Johnny Showtime and uh, BLW. I think that, in my opinion, we can wipe the floor off of them. We can. And you believe that? I do believe that. I mean, it's, it's nice to have your dreams and hopes and stuff, yeah. 
it's nice to have dreams and hope as well, but when you can turn those into realities, it can be, it can, it just, it just means so much more. I, you know, I, and I want to agree with you because like I said, like I said, at the beginning of this interview, uh, you are like one of the top guys in the independence I love watching. Uh, regard, you know, if it's rules of wrestling, uh, if it's Jay Harris or now known as JPH and real quick, like what, what, what's with the name change? Like why, why alter, uh, what you go by now? I think that my the the whole Jay Harris and JJ Harris or like well when I started off I was known as Jason Harris mm-hmm. but personally those were names that was given to me yeah. I didn't choose those names those names were completely and utterly given to me either by Chi Town T or by others yeah. um, the reason why I chose. JPH or in long terms Jordan Pegues Harrison is because I want as a, a, a person to carry the Pegues Harrison name because of course my mother being a Pegues and my father being a Harrison I wanted to combine those two and be like you know what the Pegues Harrison name can mean so much more than what it is now and me doing what I'm doing, I'm able to transcend the Bikini's Harrison name further. So just in case, who knows, if I end up having a dynasty in, you know, in the future, like the Hearts or the Von Erics, then that's something that I would want to do. That was something that I want to have. Of course, granted, I, want, I, I, you know, I don't want to have the unfortunate circumstances that the Von Erics and the Hearts have had, but... That time will come. Yeah. So, so JPH is kind of like a rebirth. Yeah. It's kind of like a rebeginning. So you sit there and think like, you know, here is JPH, the Indiana State champion, and completely forget about Jay Harris, who screwed down on uh, the title, who got uh, who got uh, kicked out of Rules of Wrestling by OK Savage and all that. And that's pretty cool to think about. So it's Jay Harris who did all those messed up things and got betrayed on. But JPH is the new guy. It's the new guy. He is... I, I, I would say a phoenix. I'll say that. You know, and more importantly, this this journey that I'm on, as far as no matter what name I'm on, but of course, I'm going to keep the JPH name. And this, and, and I call this journey an odyssey because this odyssey that I'm on is going to be completely eventful. It's going to be memorable. And... I'm just, and it's not really a part, it's not really about, in my opinion, about the destination, but more about the journey. Yeah. All right, uh, dude, it's, it's been awesome seeing you talking with you and everything. Uh, before we wrap up here, uh, do you want to tell everyone uh, what shows you have lined up, where they can see JPH wrestle uh, in the coming future? Well, unfortunately, uh, this Saturday I have ARW, and for some reason, the promoters at ARW don't have me in a match for some reason. They don't have me in a match, and you're going to let your ARW Indiana State champion not have a match. So screw it. I'll just go. I'll just go on my own leisure. Yeah, I know they're going to have Buff Bagel and all those other stuff like that, but I'm still going. Yeah. And then, all, and then of course, transcends in the next week. I'll be in Niles, Michigan on Friday for uh, Honor Pro Wrestling because I'm going to take on Sedan for uh, their belt. 
And then, of course, SCW on the 24th, which will be in, uh, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me ask somebody real fast. Hold on just one second. Hey, hey, hey. Um, when is the 20, where, where are we going to be at on the 24th again? Shabans. Yeah, Shabans. We're going to be in Shabans on the 24th. And then on the 25th, I'm going to be back in Chicago Heights to do the Bob Loose Tag Team Tournament for PRW. Oh, awesome. So that's, that's pretty cool. So Shabans is taking around August 24th. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm probably not going to be able to make Niles, unfortunately. And ARW, I'm going to be there in spirit. But, um, I mean, it's, it's you, I mean, you got me. I mean, you're really going to watch the entertainment that ARW offers, right? Of course. I mean, it's got to be pretty cool. Of course. They bring, they're bringing in Carlito, Buff Bagwell, Ron Simmons. And and who who else are they bringing up? Who else are they bringing up? I believe Al Snow. Al Snow. Al freaking Snow. So, of course, I'm not going to miss this for the world. Right. Well, I mean, I know you're mostly going just to watch ARW. And I get it. Because, I mean, they, they are the uh, the top company in the Midwest currently. I wouldn't say that, but hey. I mean, it's true. Opinions, right? Uh, opinions. <laughs> opinions. Opinions. So, JPH, uh, former Jay Harris, former Rules of Wrestling, current Indiana State champion. Thank you for sitting down and talking with me. I appreciate it. I appreciate and, it as well. Uh, good, luck, good luck, you know, in the future here, uh, retaining that title and potentially becoming the next SCW champion uh, if this opportunity arises. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys, I want to thank JPH again for being on the show. It's amazing to sit down with these up-and-coming independent superstars, hear about their career, where they uh, have been, and where they're going in the future. Uh, One thing we didn't touch base on uh, too much is that uh, even though JPH has uh, a few years uh, on his belt, uh, a successful competitor in the ring, he does still go to the Southland Championship Wrestling School, and uh, he's still learning. He's a young guy. He's still learning. He's still getting out there. And if you want to be like JPH and you want to get involved in wrestling, you want to become a pro wrestler yourself, you can join Southland Championship Wrestling. All you got to do is go on Facebook, look up Genesis Martial Arts or Southland Championship Wrestling, and just message them and let them know you want the information for the school. And you, too, can become the next JPH. Guys, it was a lot of fun to sit down with them and everything. It was a lot of fun to do this podcast on my own. I got to say... Once in a while, it's kind of okay to uh, do what you got to do on your own. Don't worry, Dizzle J will be back next week and everything. We're going to be back with the freaking five. We'll be back with the final freaking thought and everything. But in the meantime, thanks again to all our Patreons who uh, are supporting the show, Becca and Brandy. Uh, we do appreciate it. If you guys are looking to become Patreons yourself, all you got to do is go to patreon.com backslash Podcast and uh, join today. Sign up today and help out the podcast. Again, make sure you check out your merchandise at tpublic.com just by searching JFW. And uh, follow us on social media so you uh, can catch all the amazing things like Dizzle J's Pick of the Week that will also return next week. And that's all I got. So it's time to ring the bell on this episode. As always, I am Travesty. And thank you for listening to another episode of JFW Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.